How's everybody doing? Good. All right. I'm starting to lose my voice now, so oh, <laughs> bear nice. with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was up late drinking and yelling. So. <laughs> well, I feel great now. You sound great, too. <laughs> you ready to love this book again yeah. for another hour? Oh, I'm so ready. I can do it. <laughs> Make a little Evermore and Ezra baby. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, Let's do it. It may not mean nothing to y'all. Understand nothing was done for me, so I don't plan on stopping at all. I want this shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever. Mine. Good morning, Meat Suits and Meat Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is episode number 99. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This week we are sponsored by, as always, audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. If you go to that address and sign up for a trial, you can get an audiobook of your choice for free. And you support our great show. As this is episode 99, we've now done as many episodes as the highest number allowed on most Major League Sports jerseys. And speaking of things that have reached their theoretical limit, this week we're talking about the second half of the stupidest book of all time, Evermore, by Allison Noel. We're done now. No more. <laughs> Can we just call it? Please. <laughs> just call no it. No more. more guys. <laughs> we'll out. Well, the reason I'm begging for this to be the end is because, uh, like most of the topics we've covered, this book was suggested by our fans. And uh, please, no more Twilight ripoffs. We get it. Twilight is not the only book that sucks. You don't even want to know how many books there are in the series. Uh, actually, I'm a little curious. But... Mul- many? Yes, very many. <laughs> well, it doesn't seem like they were hard to write. <laughs> they've sold millions of copies, which really makes me want to shoot people. <laughs> or bookstores. Yeah, shoot all the oh, bookstores. God. That's where you get borders. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> Actually, I think someone already punched borders in the heart chakra because they're like disappearing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> if you want to suggest a topic for us, of course, go to readdeshweep.com slash suggest. And you can also vote on the other suggestions that people have put in there. Good ideas, bad ideas. There are at least two more Twilight ripoffs that are high up in the voting, plus the other book by Stephanie Meyer. So it seems that uh, our fans are completists. No, I think they're sadists. <laughs> <laughs> Complete sadists, though. <laughs> All the things possible. <laughs> Of course, I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Alex Falcone Comedy. Uh, my Facebook posts are sort of like the... The Elder Wand in Harry Potter, they cannot be beaten. Leading off our panel tonight, he's a hot, <laughs> evil, jilted lover whose only weakness is a lack of love and, and body armor. In Northern California, it's Ezra Fox. I'm going to be a badass for the entire book, unless you touch me lightly once, then I'll die. In your center of gravity, admittedly. Yeah, but I, I mean... She was probably wearing heels. I don't know, she's top-heavy. Oh, that, that, that is wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> She was, it turned out, very easy to kill. <laughs> that would be like the worst final boss battle ever in like a like Mega Man or something like that. We're just like lightly tap. No, 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 but yeah. it's not about the tap, though. You have to like be in the right place psychically. You have to love attack her in the heart chakra. It was, it was literally a love tap. Uh-huh. <laughs> love tap baby. <laughs> also joining us today, as usual, he is a 700-year-old hunk of a man who was only in high school to hit on girls. That's not weird. In Seattle, Washington, it's Chris. Last name withheld. 
Hey there. I won't tell you about the past, but I will tell you that you're always a girl, so don't worry. <laughs> one time a dog. I was never that was gay. Yeah. <laughs> that was really important. I was never accidentally that. gay. You've been reincarnated 60 times, but I would not have hit on you if you'd been a dude. Just want to point that out there. <laughs> this one time you were a jelly donut, that was a pretty good day. <laughs> oh you were a female jelly donut. Yeah, it was a girl jelly donut, totally okay. Donuts have a hole in the middle. I can tell because you were a jelly donut with a bow and eyelashes. <laughs> Like Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jelly donut. And uh, you know what? He didn't even get to second base with that donut, right? Because he never got with her. I mean, if the donut's inside you, I'm not really sure what base... Again, the base system has problems. <laughs> that, that, kind of, that kind of shoots the whole base system. I right ate you to death. <laughs> <laughs> what is the man jelly donut base system like? <laughs> All right, and also joining us today, of course, our very special guest for the second time. She is finally chosen to be immortal after only being annoying and unbelieving and bitchy for the last eight hours. But she's finally given in, and she's going to be immortal and drink literally the Kool-Aid. In Minneapolis, it's Carrie Iwin. Oh, my God, you guys, these superpowers, like, they really suck. Like, I don't know if I even want them, but, but I guess I have to have them if I want to be with Damon, so... Yeah. Instead of having superpowers, I'd much rather just have loud music. And, and alcoholism. <laughs> and alcoholism. Oh, my God. And liver damage. <laughs> <laughs> my superpower is staggering. <laughs> awesome. And as we mentioned last week, of course, Carrie is from uh, Skeptic, the fabulous blog at skeptic.org. Org, right? Yes, it's indeed. Skeptic.org. Which is, uh, I don't believe government controlled. I think anyone can claim to be .org, but... Are you actually giving away 100% of your profits to SEALs or whatever they do on your .org? Um, SEALs are doing well. <laughs> I'm not really sure at this point. I don't think there's much for profit right now. I wouldn't imagine. Oh, they're doing fine. <laughs> we need to summarize this before we go into what it actually, before we actually talk about the details of it. So, Chris, yeah. you're a resident summarizer because of your freakish recall and your dulcet tone. So today I would like you to summarize the second half of Evermore in the style of an evil girl who's explaining the plot before she kills you, just like cats do to mice. Just like cats do to mice. Cats are really, really bad monologuers. They're heavy expositions, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, um, if you missed last episode, there's a girl named Ever. She's in love with a boy named Damon. Turns out Damon's an immortal, and Ever has psychic powers because she got in a car accident. So Damon leaves for some reason, and Damon's ex-wife, who's also immortal, Drina, is wanting to kill Ever for some other reason. That they find out that because Drina's his ex-wife, she's super jealous of Ever because Ever's the object of Damon's attention throughout generations and generations and generations. Anyway, so Damon goes away for a while and Ever decides to drink and drink and drink and drink and get into trouble. And then finally almost get killed by Drina, then accept her immortality. Then come back and talk with Damon a bit, and they discover that they really, really like each other. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Oh, you forgot the excessive continued moping. <laughs> yeah, there was oh, yeah. moping. Oh, yeah. also sending away your dead sister. Yeah, she oh, yeah. Uh, she finally let her dead sister move on to the other side. Yeah, she has this ghost sister that haunts her, and finally, for the good of the ghost sister, she lets her go. Yeah, she haunts her in sort of a good way. Yeah, like in a Casper or... That's the only one I can think of. Casper 2? Yeah. <laughs> Casper 2. That's style. Casper, Casper 2, back in the habit. Right. You know, the friendly <laughs> ghost. 
Ooh. Casper 3, he's back and he's pissed. <laughs> Casper 4, ghost lap rape. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the friendliest ghost. Well, it depends how you look at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the evil girl, the whole time she was doing that monologue where she was explaining it, she was like, she apparently masterminded all of the really boring shit, too. She was like, and I'm the reason your friend got cast in that musical? And yeah. Even though he was talented to on his own. <laughs> I'm the reason your party was so successful. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm the reason why you couldn't finish the Tuesday crossword puzzle last week? <laughs> you don't know anything about European lakes. I put that in there. <laughs> All right, as always, we have to start and end with a compliment sandwich. That's how we prove that we are legitimate and intellectual criticism. Except for, of course, Ezra this week, who is not legitimate or intellectual, but as mentioned last week, is contractually obligated to love this book. So he will get a compliment sandwich with compliment in the middle. But for the rest of us, we would have to do one compliment at the beginning and end of the book. Carrie, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. What is your preference? I will go first this time. A common gambit. So we were just talking about Drina a little bit. And yeah, despite the fact that she kind of is a really mundane bad guy, she, in the context of this book, is pretty fucking awesome. Because, like, she says and does all this stuff to Ever in the second half that I've been wanting to do to Ever since the book started. (laughs) She's living the dream. (laughs) Um, Especially the clip at, at 738 is really good. My God, what does he see in you? Her eyes rake over me, filled with disdain. Certainly not your intellect or wit, since we've yet to see any evidence it exists. Yes! (laughs) Yes, I've been asking these questions since this fucking book started. I also feel that way. (laughs) Ezra, what's your compliment of compliments? I have so many. I'm bursting with them. Um, (laughs) I have hooks going into my cheeks to make me smile while I'm doing this whole thing. (laughs) One is a very solid Die Hard reference that they had. Um, oh yeah so like john mcclain before her ever knows learns that in the final showdown very important to have proper footwear she is wearing flip-flops and trying to run away from drina just like john mcclain uh made the mistake of being barefoot all through the first diehard and we know now that if you're gonna you know face the big bad your feet will get hurt if you don't have some boots or some protection this is good to know people and we, we learned from forrest gump that it's very important when you're fighting a war to wear clean socks also so just take the full bit of advice from movie history. Yeah. Nice, effective shoes, clean socks, possibly even a steel toe, if possible, when you're fighting evil. And if you can, run like the wind. <laughs> yeah, you could put wi- wings on the side of your shoes, sure. Yeah, if I've learned anything from Greek mythology, and it's that that speeds you up and makes you fly. <laughs> All good lessons. Just do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, if you just, have wings, shoes. fly, I mean. <laughs> but don't, don't use uh, other movies like Gladiator and then wear your fancy gold Gladiator shoes. Because? Because they're open-toed. And they're very cute oh. for, for girls now, but they're open-toed. This is true. That's oh, okay. Not... I thought you meant something bad happened to Maximus when he wore those creepy <laughs> shoes. But... Someone else was wearing the same shoes. It was really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is going to have to change. <laughs> Commodus is like, whoa, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Chris, what is your major compliment? My major compliment is for, what was her name, Stacia, the bitchy girl yeah. in school. 
So during Ever's discovery that drinking nulls her psychic powers, which I think is the opposite of what it happens for, to most people. But uh, wait, what? When, uh, wait, 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 hold on. If you drink, you get psychic powers. You get psychic powers. Or it enhances your psychic powers. Wait, you don't? <laughs> Chris, why are you ever sober? <laughs> Who says I am? Uh, Touche. Anyway, so Stacia catches Ever drinking vodka out of a water bottle and takes a picture. Now, you wouldn't think that that's something you could blackmail someone on, but she manages to. She totally does. And I got to say, well negotiated, ma'am. What? <laughs> because seriously, a picture of somebody drinking a clear liquid out of a clear water bottle. Yeah. Well, but, you oh, know, you, yeah. you could tell by the desperation on her face that it was. Because, <laughs> you know, nobody's that thirsty. She really. was illicitly no, thirsty. <laughs> nobody's that thirsty. And at 16, nobody's drinking straight vodka with as much relish as they yeah, would. I think she's well. also wearing like a, like a, a Russian army, like for a hat at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was vodka. <laughs> the hat, evidence. And if you could have heard her, she was totally speaking with an accent. <laughs> All right. I guess for my major compliment. Uh, so we talked a little bit last week about how this book is sort of in dialogue with Twilight and is trying to be better than Twilight, I guess, by copying it so thoroughly. And uh, my compliment is that it does manage for a little while to be more hardcore than Twilight. Uh, because in Twilight, in the middle section, the boy loses girl section of the book mm -hmm. in Twilight. She just stares out the window and calendar pages fall off. Whereas in this book, she becomes an incredibly strong alcoholic. And that alcoholism is portrayed as fun, cute, and harmless. And that is a much more hardcore thing for an author to do than for to just yeah. have their character mope. Yeah, yeah, there's like two or three instances of drunk driving. Yep. At least. Yeah. And it's never brought up. <laughs> it is never. Ever, it's not even mentioned. It's like, oh, she got in the car. And now we're home. With no <laughs> and she navigated a crowd and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was like Kesha-assisted suicide. If like. <laughs> Don't stop, make it pop, DJ, blow my speakers up tonight. I'm a fight till we see the sunlight. Tick-tock on the clock. All right, so moving right along. Uh, so as you guys well know by now, we always uh, follow the compliments up with the hate game. And I try to come up with a uh, pun name for the hate game. Well, fortunately for you, fan friend of the show and occasional guest, Bill Cernansky, who you may know from episode 73, submitted to me a very large list of hate games with better <laughs> pun names than anything I'd ever done. <laughs> Are you going to burn, burn them all this episode? <laughs> yeah, so here's the list from in alphabetical order. No, so for the next six to eight weeks, this game title is going to be much funnier. So today we're going to be playing the card game Crazy Hates. Yeah, that's solid. Oh, that's that's solid? solid. Very good effort. I, I don't know anything about the rules, but I know it's crazy. There you go. So what do you, what do you guys want to play for your Crazy Hates game? And make sure you say Crazy Hates when you get down to Uno. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, mm. um, to start. All right, I'll start. So uh, this is a common hate. Fortunately, there's no bylaw about repeating hates, but I've hated this in at least three different things we've read. So you know this is a num my, my number one pet peeve. In books and movies, when they say, that's just silly, that only happens in the movies, this is real life, because you're not fooling anyone. And also it's in almost every one of these books. So I especially hate that she repeatedly said, or she had Damon repeatedly say, this isn't silly fantasy with all your vampires and crap, this is totally different from that, this is real life, where... I had a grandfather who was an alchemist who made a Kool-Aid that makes people live forever, have the ability to regenerate their bodies, and to manifest matter everywhere they go. 
That's way more reasonable. <laughs> uh, okay, but to be fair, at one point, everyone's like, wait, don't I have to cut off the heads of an immortal uh, in order to kill him? And he's like, no, that's silly. Which is true, because if they're immortal, they'd just be like, hey, can I get my head back, please? <laughs> well, no, no, it's silly that you'd have to cut off your head. But for real, what you have to do is love tap them lightly on the yes. chest. and You have to poke them. It, you, being poked in the sternum is annoying. To be fair. <laughs> Annoying, yes. Deadly. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it messes with your Kool-Aid balance. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Darina died of a really bad burp? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> burp disintegrated her. That's what yeah, happens. Obviously, yeah. obviously, I'll obviously take happen. the Highlanders quickening any time. <laughs> All right. Anybody else have any other hates or, in Ezra's case, more compliments? Yeah, I have a hate. So my hate, and just this goes along with the general shitty summary that I went uh, on with previously. This book changes tone so suddenly and without any explanation or warning. What I mean by that is it's kind of high school girl bitching and moaning, going through her life. All of a sudden, it's crazy thriller, like violence book with Drina just like breaking her wrist, knocking out her teeth and doing other things like that. Bleeding all over her toes that should have worn protective shoes. But after this violent thing, it goes suddenly abandons the violence, goes into a beautiful field. Yep. Uh, of this dream world where Damon is there and plays Morpheus to her Neo and explains the world and the powers and everything. Like three quarters of the book in, we really could use that maybe on page 20, not page 220. <laughs> but then after that, right, it just goes back to being same old high school girl book. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris, I mean, I actually love this. Right when I was saying like, oh man, this book is getting a little boring. I wish I was reading something, you know, that was worse. It turned into The Secret. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Damon's like, it's simple quantum physics. Consciousness brings matter into being where there was merely energy. Not nearly as difficult as people choose to think. Boom, nailed it. Yeah. Now I can do that with things. I I have two major problems with that. One is the phrase simple quantum physics is a pretty strong misunderstanding of quantum physics already. Second of all, tulips do not get materialized out of thoughts. I think that was Einstein's third equation. Was. No, no, no. It's, you can know the location of the tulip, but you can't know the velocity at the same time. I think that's that's one or the other, right? Yeah. yeah, that's Heisenberg's tulip theorem. <laughs> <laughs> tulip is in the box. You don't know if it's a dead tulip or a live tulip. It's yeah, Schrodinger's tulip. <laughs> I really like the I really like the one where where the tulip is in the other room and you type messages to it and try to figure out if it's a live tulip or a computer tulip. Yeah, the the tulip test. Sure. Yeah. 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 The tulip test. <laughs> uh, usually, it's the the fewest number of tulips in a bouquet. That's the simplest explanation. <laughs> other hates other things you guys hate so so uh they're out at the i don't even know where they are they're at some shopping center or something haven and and ever and and miles and they start drinking and there's one flask and they all get drunk mm-hmm. either it's a huge flask or they're just total lightweights maybe, maybe by flask they meant barrel maybe <laughs> They're just going around like, like, around like a keg of vodka. She had she yeah. had a wood, an oak barrel of vodka in her yeah, uh, you know, purse. A, a hip barrel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll never catch her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was almost hoping it was going to be some sort of like mystical alcohol, so that would explain <laughs> it. But like, no, it's just it's just vodka. Immortal, get immortal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get tilted forever. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's true. And, like, you know, the author kept going, like, yep, and with every sip, she got drunker. Well, she did. Actually, it was it was amazingly fast. When she put it to her lips, the orange juice with a splash of vodka in it, she was, like, the second it touched her lips, she was whacked. These characters all have the alcohol tolerance of, like, an eight-week-old kitten. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, and then she's like trying to build up her tolerance and stuff, which I don't understand. Like, if you just want to be drunk all the time, why do you care about your tolerance? Yeah. Do you want to spend more money and be drunk all the time? You're all you're doing is increasing your alcohol bill for the same amount of drunk. That's not the way you do that. At one point, it says something about alcohol clinging to her veins. Mm. What does that even mean? I'm pretty sure that's hookworms. <laughs> she might have been drinking syrup. Yeah, that's that's cholesterol is what you're talking about. So, Ezra, what else did you absolutely adore about this book? Oh, oh, well, Alison Noel proves that she knows at least two kinds of hip phone models because in addition to the sidekick, ever gets an iPhone as a gift. Yeah, which is also described as being the perfect Christmas present. Yeah, and they they also mention the sidekick like three more times and vitamin water again. As the perfect hangover cure. Yeah. Which is actually how they're marketing themselves now. I just saw an ad the other day for vitamin water about like a kid who got really fucked up and then the next day he drinks vitamin water so his dad is like, oh, you've been up all night. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's their thing now is like, you're hungover. Get purple water. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't made any good decisions lately. (laughs) Keep the street going. (laughs) We use artificial sweeteners, which will just pry that alcohol right off the inside of your veins. (laughs) Uh, hey, how can you write a book with a main character who's such a bitch? She is so unlikable. Like, after all of this stuff has happened, and then she goes to the woman who has proven her psychic abilities. And offered help and unconditional love. And she's like, shut up, you're a phony. And she's such a jerk to this lady. Over and over and over again. Here, No, here's why it's such groundbreaking material, though. is because, like, in any <laughs> other book or movie... The training sequence would happen, you know, within the first third, right? Like, you know, Mr. Miyagi doesn't come in, like, the last five minutes of The Karate Kid. And so it's so great that you get the psychic who's been teased as, like, oh, I actually, I can solve all your problems if you just come see me. And she's like, no, fuck you still. <laughs> Until the last five minutes when she teaches her how to do, like, a really shitty psychic shield. Yeah, bad psychic shield. Actually, I think what she did, she literally wrapped her head in tinfoil. <laughs> this should probably fix it. I don't know. <laughs> and it, if you can't figure out how to get it off, you better come back. It's <laughs> tricky. You might get sweaty underneath. <laughs> so, Damon, here's a hate. I mean, clearly, Damon is really creepy for liking high school girls. He's also just, like, a duplicitous bastard. He says things, like, in really romantic ways, like, I've never lied to you about anything important. That is a great <laughs> Yeah, except for those 85 times. About oh, yeah, I went out to go get groceries. <laughs> no, you didn't. I never lied to you. That you'll figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the last line of, an, of, a, of a promise be negating large portions of that promise. I think that's really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I never cheated on you with anybody you knew. <laughs> I've never killed anybody famous... <laughs> hey, it is super creepy that he is 600 years old and hitting on girls in a high school. Yeah, well, they actually kind of bring that up. And he always dismisses it. He always gets a little it uncomfortable. It's totally dismissed. But like, the question is is at least brought up. Yeah, and he's like, well, isn't that kind of creepy? No, it's cool. <laughs> All right, well, then, yeah. very good. Pretty <laughs> much. Just wanted to check, dude. Glad it's cool. <laughs> What's that Matthew McConaughey line from uh, Days and Confused where he's like, high school girls, man. I get older, but they always, they always stay, stay the same. same age. Yeah. <laughs> or in this case, uh, because he's immortal, he can say, we both appear to stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. Since it has been going on for 600 years, 
it'd be really funny if, if time was like kind of sped up because she keeps on dying before they get to have sex. So if you can just imagine sort of like the clip show version of it where like it's like, hey, honey, uh, you ready to do it for the first time? It's like in like the 1500s. And like, you know, Drina like, you know, punches her in the face and she dies. And like, Damon's like, man. And then like, you know, 100 years later, like punches her in the face, man. And just sort of like. <laughs> there, there should be like a little progress meter on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> With bases? Yeah. First base, second yeah. base. He's around around home and like, oh, that one was dysentery. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Shot to death oh. rounding third. Actually, I don't know. Maybe he's like, he's the Hank Aaron of this. Like, you might, the home runs are good, but he's also hit a ton of singles. <laughs> but he probably will, you know, have his record be beat by someone taking, you know, performance enhancing <laughs> drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he really does have like, like the longest blue balls in the history of time. Very long, specifically. Oh, come on. I mean, he can, like, he can go in, in to Summerland and like conjure up somebody and take care of could, it. Yeah, that's a weird thing. In <laughs> Summerland, you can conjure someone's likeness. Okay, but think about yeah. it this way though: if you start thinking about baseball during sex, you'll be in the middle of a baseball game then. <laughs> Man, Summerland is dangerous. Yeah, right. Don't think of an elephant. Don't think of an elephant. <laughs> Because you always get in trouble, right, if you, say, if you say somebody else's name during sex. But in this case, if you even think of somebody else, she'll turn into somebody else. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move along. So our our anchor segment today, our main game today, is going to be a game called Yours is Not a Very Good Fantasy World. Anytime we come across a person whose imagination isn't that good or who creates a world that we don't much care for, we play a version of this game. But today we're talking mostly about the world of Evermore, the partially the Summerland, I guess, the miraculous base that you can just escape to whenever you want to be safe all the time, forever, where you can manifest. Anything. Don't go too often. It's addictive. Right. Yeah. He says to a girl who's in the middle of a vodka binge. Yeah, so don't so so there's that. Uh, what else is there about this fantasy world that just is just stupid? Well, we've already talked a little bit about it, but somebody's immortal except for touching them on their heart because mm-hmm. they don't love enough. What? I'm sorry. Is this the Care Bears? <laughs> <laughs> I punched you in your clover. Yeah. Hey, maybe it was a Care Bear stare that killed her. Yeah. Is that a thing? That is a yeah, that, oh my a god thing. that's a thing. That's when they like shoot rays of love out of their bellies and what and their eyes turn all white. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you ever watch Care Bears? I never watched Care Bears. <laughs> Not enough, clearly. <laughs> uh, although at some point I figured they'd give up and they'd just be the bears. <laughs> and then I'd watch it. So you like bears? The phony the in bears. <laughs> the bears are just really like sitting on the couch. <laughs> this looks really dangerous, actually. They're like shooting light really hard out of their bellies. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hardcore, man. Yeah, but you know, all you'd need to really deflect it is a mirror. So, <laughs> oh no, they care about themselves now. Yeah, it just turns into narcissism bears. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is not a very good fantasy world if uh, you use flower symbolism from Wikipedia as your <laughs> only way of knowing if somebody is good or evil. 
Yeah. Uh, although flower meanings are a real thing from back in the past. Sure. Uh, I'm sure you could have anything be symbolism. But he's like, I'm 600 years old, so I think if I give her white roses, you'll know that I don't mean that I like her. How great would it have been if, like, used other, like, 600-year-old, like, methods of, like, just, like, sort of disemboweled uh, chickens, you know, <laughs> to, to, like, to say whether he liked her or not? <laughs> I was leaving the hearts arranged to the north. I thought you knew what that would mean. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys notice that, um, you know, so like Stephanie Meyer's vampires, right, these immortals, Drina and Damon, are, you know, super attractive and they have superpowers and it's all good. But whenever it becomes an immortal, nothing changes for her. So I wonder if, if uh, Alice and Noel's immortals are really just good looking because they've had the time and the money to get a lot of work done. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, Ever is described, although being kind of dressed dumpily, as gorgeous through a cold look. <laughs> yeah, but not everybody stop and let's do a slow-mo montage gorgeous. Where would you buy well, dumpy yeah, clothes? Yeah, because she's hiding under a hoodie. <laughs> dumpy hoodies are us. <laughs> dumpy Depot? <laughs> yes, the dumpy there you go. This is not a very good fantasy world if you still have uh, crazy, jealous ex-wives running around everywhere. I think that's a at some point, when you're immortal, immortality should teach you to not be perpetually jealous. You should know how to move <laughs> on. Well, you gotta imagine, I mean, Alex, that Drina's worldview is kind of gets rocked all the time. Because Drina's like, I'm immortal, I'm the shit. I'm immortal, I'm the shit. I'm immortal, I'm the shit. Wait, how do you like somebody else? And then, and then she has this weird crisis of personality where she starts flipping out and pushing deer into roads. And, you know. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. figure, like... I'm immortal, I'm the shit, as, like, your mantra, would last longer than that. Like, maybe forever. Yeah, I mean, if you can actually manifest stuff with your mind. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And you're super that's... hot. Like, Yeah, I mean, why, why are you still hung up on your ex anyway? Like, if you're immortal and you're the shit, like, yeah, just go find somebody else that's maybe better. Or yeah. make someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm immortal, I'm the shit. I'm immortal, I'm the shit. <laughs> she has a tape of that that she listens to. <laughs> it's her pump up mix. It's like a Tony Robbins situation where yeah, yeah. she's no, like, yeah, like the subliminal messaging. Or crap. and and actually, what, the reason why she was always had the uh, iPod in was that ever had the other thing going. She just had the iPod blasting. I'm mortal. I suck. I'm mortal. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> And she'd be like, man, I don't really like this music. <laughs> <laughs> the beat's good, but the message is a little bit of a downer. <laughs> Drina totally planted it there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody else anything you want to say about the fantasy world? Yours is not a very good fantasy world when the way that you determine whether your boyfriend is a creepy stalker who has invented this crazy history of being best friends with all of the cool people ever Wait, or, if you're in that position and you're wondering, <laughs> or he's real, the way that the way that you tell is that you got a chill down your spine. <laughs> I mean, that's how you know most things, right? That's very Twilighty. Yeah, I think uh, I figured out how to bluff my way through any situation. Just have like a bag of ice, and just sort of, like lob it over the other person. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not lying. When you said that, you felt an ice cube run down the back of your shirt. <laughs> Maybe like in Star Wars, instead of like the like the you know, Jedi mind trick, you just sort of, he's got like a bag of ice. It's like these are not the droids you're looking for. Like, Ooh, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Actually, Your Honor, if you'll look at Exhibit A and feel this chill go down the back of your spine, you'll know that I'm telling the truth. Tingly, <laughs> not guilty. Anything else you guys want to say about the fantasy world? Uh, I guess I should try to. Uh, yours is a very good fantasy world. Um, <laughs> 
You can do it. You can do it. I can do it. I'm going to – yeah. Reach. When, reach. When they they keep on reminding you of the key traits of the characters. And so, like, there will be many situations where, like, Ever will say something, and Drina will be like, yeah, I already know that. And Ever will be like, how could you possibly know that? And Drina's like, well, because I'm, you know, still psychic, like I have been before. And it's just that constant sort of reaffirmation that the ground rules are the same, that – Ever is an idiot, and everyone else is psychic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the fantasy world is good because you never have to remember anything. Do you think? Do you think maybe that nobody's actually psychic in this book, and that Ever is just really dumb? She's so dumb <laughs> and, and really transparent in like narrating her life. And, and she forgets like, things she did yesterday, so you can tell her, and she's like, "How did you know about that? How did you know? You're so smart." I don't know. I'm psychic or whatever. <laughs> also, the whole psychic thing never explained, right? I, I don't think. Was that? It's probably still more quantum physics because if you pay any attention to like New Age people, that's what they use to explain everything now. It's quantum physics. We can't possibly understand it, but like it's really cool and yeah. Does this mean my physics 200 teacher could read my mind? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. That's how we always knew I didn't try very hard in my homework. <laughs> well, that that was just by looking at your homework, which was blank. Yeah, also the answers were usually wrong. Yeah, that helped. That was part of it. <laughs> you used your uh, don't care bear pen. <laughs> <laughs> This ad was required but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, at a climactic showdown somewhere near Los Angeles, California. You don't have to kill me, Drina. You're right, Ever. But if I don't try, there'll be no climax and the book will suck. That doesn't make sense. This book will suck either way. Tell me about it. Did you know that in two pages you're going to punch my heart chakra and I'll magically disintegrate? Really? Wait till I tell Damon. He hates boring endings. You don't have to tell me. I can read your mind. Why is this so hard for you to understand? I don't know. But don't worry. I have a plan. A plan? Oh no. I'm ruined. Sorry, I'm just preparing my heart chakra. I assume I still lose in this new ending. Yep. But check it out. I just listened to The Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. We don't have to do what Alison Noel tells us to do. Apparently, we have nothing to lose but our chains. Wait, you bought the Communist Manifesto from a capitalist company like Audible? I haven't finished high school, so I don't know if that's ironic or not, but that seems wrong. It's not wrong at all. By signing up for a free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep, I got to choose an audiobook to keep absolutely free. Plus, I supported my favorite podcast. But what if you cancel your trial membership, comrade? Then the book and the tenets of the revolution are ours to keep. Hleb mir zemli! Hleb mir zemli! Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. If the state controls the means of production, it won't allow Alison Noel to write any more books. That's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. For the minor compliment, we're going to go in reverse order of the way we went when we started out. So that means I am going to have to go first. Lucky me. 
So here's a great quote from fairly late in the book. Here it is. I turn my head and look away, knowing I love him with every strand of hair, with every skin cell, with every drop of blood, that I'm bursting with love. <laughs> that is my favorite love declaration of all time. I've always wanted to know what it would be like to be dating a biochemist, and now I get to know. <laughs> I love you with every chain of amino acids. <laughs> <laughs> And every toenail. I love you with every carbon nanotube I've inserted in my heart to make me stronger. Which is a lot. Oh my god, what? (laughs) (laughs) To protect your heart chakra. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, so my comment is this this book educated me a little bit on how to celebrate one of my favorite holidays. So apparently, Sabine Evers' aunt hides all the alcohol that she can think of, but she didn't hide because she forgot about... The Halloween vodka. I didn't know Halloween vodka was a thing. <laughs> well, it's pumpkin infused. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> Does it actually? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anything sounds good that's pumpkin infused, but sure, go ahead. Have you ever had pumpkin ale? Pumpkin ale no, is pumpkin awesome. ale is good, but vodka. Oh. Ooh. I think you could make it work. Okay. I'll, I'll let you prove me wrong on this one. <laughs> <laughs> a challenge. But uh, yeah, I didn't know Halloween vodka was a thing. Sort of like, you know, the Yule log and... Halloween vodka. Wait, I've actually had this before. There's black vodka. There's black yeah. vodka. Yeah, and I remember mixing it uh, with uh, with orange juice, so it'd be like um, like black and orange, like Halloween colors. Oh. Wouldn't it just turn brown? Well, if you layer it correctly, uh, no. If you mix it like I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, continuing backwards, Ezra, it's your turn. What is your last compliment you'll ever have to give to this your favorite book that we've read so far? I have many more compliments. <laughs> of course you do. To give, not scraping the barrel at all. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, when Ava and Ever finally sit down and talk, Ever uses a new phrase that I really want to use in my life. She calls her a nutbag, which I think is like a nut job and like maybe like a bag skit case. Or is this a PG version of calling her a scrotum? <laughs> it's just a nutbag. There should be lots of new inventive names. Uh, I'm just going to add nut to everything and, and see how that works in my friendship and enemyships. For example? For example, uh, Alex, you're, you're acting like a, a really good nut friend right now. <laughs> yeah. Or a nut host. I don't, I don't think I am being so a good nut friend. So if someone is being mean to you, are they your nut me? <laughs> <laughs> well, but if they're nice to you sometimes and then mean other times, they're a friend to nut. That didn't work. Renutomy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe I should have done bag as the word I was trying to portmanteau instead of <laughs> friend bag, enemy bag. Yeah, way easier. <laughs> that just sounds bad. <laughs> well, friend, friend bag. bag. <laughs> That's one of those compliments slash insults. Speaking of which, it's time for the last compliment or insult uh, of the day, but really technically a compliment because it's the second half of the compliment sandwich. Carrie? Yeah, so my final compliment is to the bird that was singing outside my window as I listened to the last hour of the book. Because I think it was a chickadee. It was really pretty, and it kind of distracted me a little bit from the awfulness that was streaming into my ears. (laughs) (laughs) Thrusting into your ears. It sounds like a very beautiful bird bag. Hey Chris. Hey Alex. I hear we've got some we've got uh, some fan mail questions that we have to answer. Specifically one. 
a fan mail question that you would like us to answer. Absolutely. Well, Megan wrote in asking, why did you choose Nothing From Nothing by Billy Preston as your outro song? Excellent. And uh, Ezra actually responded on the Facebook page with he has no clue. Which I guess maybe I was, maybe Alex, I was you and me more than. Yeah, than maybe Ezra it was. Well, yeah. So this is something that you originally passed along to me and I, and I yeah. took a liking to. So obviously a part of it is what Ezra said, that it is a very festive sounding song. Yeah, especially the the intro, the da na 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 It's a great podcasting song, but I actually, I think uh, on the Facebook page, also our fan Alex got basically my motivation of it right, which is uh, the old G.I.G.O. garbage in, garbage out. Mostly for me, it was always just a self-deprecating way to end the show. It was, we're taking something crappy and we're putting together something that's only marginally better. <laughs> yeah, so it's a combination of Chris thought it was a delightful song and I thought it was self-deprecating and funny to have as the ending of our show. And I didn't have any choice in the matter. <laughs> yep, and that's it. That is the answer. So congratulations to Alex and also Anna for jumping in with that correct guess on the Facebook page. And uh, if you have any other questions you want to ask us, that is a good one. And that's been bounced around before and we've been meaning to answer it for a while. So if you have any other questions for us about the show, feel free to send us an email at uh, podcast at readweep.com. We would love to answer it in another mailbag segment in the future. And now awesome. that song is going to play now. All right, that is it for our show. Yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, we will be back. Next week is our 100th episode. So what we have decided we're going to do, we're gonna have, we have a very special episode planned for you. I don't want to give away too much, but it may be our very first clip show. Whoa. Because we deserve it. So check us out next week. Really special 100th episode, clip show, etc. As always, if you have feedback about this, if you have things you definitely want to hear on the show next week, whatever, send us any sort of feedback. Go to read-weep.com slash contact. And we would love to hear anything you have to say. Also, ooh, ooh. yes, Ezra. Let us know your favorite moment from the last uh, 99 episodes. Yes. Also, since you're here, Ezra, tell us more about the fan drive. The fan drive is still going on. I don't know if it's being successful or not because our likes are creeping up very slowly. But they are going up. So if you like us, we will reward you with stuff. This sounds like Amway. Exactly. This is perfect. It's like a better version of it. It's like our fanway drive. Fanway yeah. drive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and it's like, you know, you go on, like, there are the, the shows for, like, NPR that are, like, This American Life, ask you to give $5, Radio Lab ask you to give $5. We don't want that. We just want you to tell five friends, you know? But yes. if you want to give us $5... Right. <laughs> we also want the $5, yeah. but that probably won't happen. Tell a few people, and you will get rewarded with bookmarks and stickers and, and dates with Chris, and most importantly, at 10 fans, you can pick any book or movie, and we can't say no, so... Send us an email at podcast at readweep.com and confirm who you're who you have recommended. You can go to read-weep.com slash fan drive and see the list of prizes, the different fanway levels. So that is it for our show. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. That's the last uh, of that. Thank you, Ezra and Chris. We especially appreciate having you here, as always. Of yeah. course. And Carrie, thanks again for being here. We really enjoyed having you these two weeks. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. And that is skeptic.org, S-K-E-P-C-H-I-C-K.org. As we mentioned last week, you can also see a picture of Carrie's cat while it's podcasting at facebook.com slash read it and weep. We will see you guys all next week with the 100th episode. Goodbye. Is that coming from somewhere up in the sky? Cars made of clouds. It's not a firefly. Just when you think the trouble's gone, I'm out.